What's going on, Sports Nation? Welcome to Game Breakers, a sports show where we'll be breaking down news that's relevant in the sports world. It's your host, Will. And it's your boy, Edwin. What's going on, people? Oh, wow. You actually gave a normal introduction this time. You know, I'm very proud of you. I didn't think that you had that in you. So... Oh my goodness! I don't even know what to say to you, man. Seriously. I mean, you know, cause like you know, like usually we start the show, you be singing or you know, you just be doing something, yeah. you know, everything outside of giving your name at first. That's what you do. So I, you know, I'm very happy that you actually, you know, just got straight to it. Yes, so yes, yes. Right, yeah, so I did get straight to it, and I would like to get straight to it actually now because I don't want to hear your introductions. I don't want to hear what you did over the weekend. I don't want to hear what you did today, this morning. I don't really care. Okay, I'm all about the business side of things. You know, oh, wow. You know. So, so you want to be me that bad? You? What is this? Yes, that's, exa- that's this the exact same thing you? that I told you on Friday. I told you I didn't care about what you did. So I wanted to get straight. I literally said the same exact thing. No, 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 no. But and now here you come. Something, oh, my goodness. My something child. that you do every, every time we record where you want to ask about how my day was. I don't really care about all that nonsense. Yeah, but then I say on Friday that now that football and sports is back, I don't care about asking you how your you day did. or week is going. So you didn't really have to say that because we we're going to get into it anyways. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, you didn't really have to add all that extraness in there. But now that you did have to say that, now I'm going to tell you a bit this weekend. Nah, I'm just joking. Uh, I don't really do anything special this weekend anyway. You know, it is sports. Sports is back. So, of course, you're just watching sports 24-7. Like, that's all that I did this weekend. His, his weekend. I don't care about your weekend. I just care. Let's get straight into it. Yeah, no, oh, I'm not. Goodness. But I'm not. But I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the people that are <laughs> Who listening. Who are you talking to? <laughs> because, so, I mean, you know, you don't have to care what I did this weekend. But, you know, I was giving the people a little okay. update. Now, see, we don't care what you did this weekend. So, you don't got to get, you know, you don't have to worry about, you know, nobody cares about how you were delivering eggs or whatnot. Nobody cares, all right? Now, let's get straight into it, man, because NFL week one was yesterday. Now, you know, we already got a taste of uh, NFL football last Thursday, but the rest of the teams did play t- uh, yesterday. Look, a couple of surprising results. I mean, Edwin, let me just – let's get straight into it. Let me ask you, what were some results that surprised you or what were some performances that surprised you? I think the biggest result that pretty much everybody was not expecting – the first day of the week, I mean, the first game of the week was the blowout. The Saints beating the Packers, you know, thrashing them that bad. I mean, Jameis Winston just completely outplayed Aaron Rodgers from start to finish. He had no chance. That defense was flying everywhere. Yeah, Marshall Lattimore, who we'll get into later, uh, had a great game, you know, and he played a great game on Devontae Adams as well, too. It wasn't working uh, with the Packers. It was nothing uh, was working. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers had, I think... I don't really think Aaron Rodgers ever played a game that bad before. I mean, I have him in one of my fantasy leagues. I mean, it was like third quarter. Bro's giving me two points. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's how bad it was. Bad day in the office. Seriously, bad day in the office. <laughs> Say it again. But, yeah, it was. It was a really bad day in the office. I I, I was yeah, not expecting no, that at all. I cannot Seriously. believe that. And you, you know, know what's crazy is because when. Oh my fault. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I just you know I won't say that. I thought that it would be a neutral site for the Saints and that they wouldn't have the home crowd behind them and you know it'd be much harder for them to beat the Packers but I was just totally wrong but what were you about to say? No yeah uh, definitely was insane because when we were talking about uh, our predictions you know so uh, every week we will be um, predicting who we think that will win and we'll tally up the points I don't know what we'll do fight the loser or whatever but when we got to the part where we were going to talk about the Packers versus the Saints, like we were just kind of like, yeah, we're just both going to go Packers. Like it's really not too much to say, you know? That's mm. how we kind of said it. And damn, were we wrong? No, like we were terribly wrong. I mean, yeah. we were terrible because, I mean, but let's be fair here. We had good reason to be confident that the Packers would beat the Saints. Yeah, like, we did. Like it's not like it's not like the Saints or like the Packers. Or let me say per se, it's not like the Packers didn't have Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams was out or something. This was, you can say this was a fully healthy Packers team, unless there's some injuries mm. that I'm missing here. But I don't really think that anybody significant was really out that should have made them lose the game like this. Yes, I agree. I agree. And the Packers, it's their last hoorah. You know, like they want to go out with a bang with Aaron Rodgers, blah, blah, blah. And it's a new system that... I expected James Winston to adapt, but not so quickly. You know, he just he went off the mark and just did everything that Sean Payton asked him to do. And he threw five touchdowns 
in, in response to that. So it was tough. Aaron Rodgers, man. Yeah, it seemed like everybody on the Packers just didn't show up um, yesterday. And, you know, uh, my stepdad actually made a good point to me. He said that he thinks that Aaron Rodgers played that bad on purpose. Now, I don't necessarily think so um, because I don't necessarily think that Aaron Rodgers has any trade value, in my opinion. So I think him playing bad definitely would decrease what value he does have because Aaron Rodgers is a bit older. And Mm -hmm. I can't really see any team willing to give up no two first round picks. For him, if I'm being honest. So I don't necessarily think that Aaron Rodgers would have played this bad for no reason. But I mean, you know, let's kind of, you know, we'll get into Aaron Rodgers and that Packers game a little bit. But let's kind of, you know, look around the league at some other scores because, you know, the Aaron Rodgers topic, we could break down a little bit more later. So, yes, I mean, for those look, people, let's score, just start. Let's just start where I know that you want to talk about. OK, Tell me about your Jets versus the Panthers, man. Like, we're only going to talk about a, a few select games. Not every game, but not every you, know, game? you are a Jets fan. We you can't run through every Jets game? Fan. So let's just, huh? We can't run through every game? Uh, okay, no, look, we, we can run through every game, but very quickly. Sure. But I'm yeah. saying, I'm giving you opportunity right now to give me a little bit more in-depth on the Jets game since you are a Jets fan. You know, tell okay. me what you saw yesterday. Okay, yeah. So I, I basically saw a young team, right? A very young defense uh, against Sam Donald and a team that has a lot of weapons. You know, I, I did expect the, the usage of Christian McCaffrey to be high, and it was high last last night, um, or at least yesterday for that matter. We couldn't really block anybody. We had six sacks allowed. Uh, Zach Wilson was running for his life. Unfortunately, I, th- I didn't think it was going to be that bad, but it was that bad. We started yeah. slow in the first half, and we pretty much came to life late in the second half, but by then it was a little bit too late for me. I feel like if he would have at least woken up a little bit in the first half, we would have had a chance to win. But that's just me. This team will get better. This team is still young. And, you know, we it's our first time having all of our offensive linemen start together because they didn't play throughout the whole entire preseason together. So um, I'm looking for them to build some chemistry and get some communication down packed. And we'll see how everything goes towards the season. Yeah, I mean, but don't forget to mention, you know, that uh, Makai Becton is now out for the next four to six weeks. Um, I forget yeah. what his injury was, but he was, um, yeah, but he did need to, you know, be helped off the field yesterday. And yeah, he's going to be out. So yeah. I, that's a pretty big loss because that's your best lineman. He plays most, well, the second most important position on your team, considering mm-hmm. that, you know, he is the one that's going to be protecting Zach Wilson's blind spot. So, yes. you know, now Zach Wilson's job just became a little bit tougher. And I think he's going to have to be a bit more mobile because I think mm-hmm. pressure will be coming a lot faster now that Beckton's out. Mm. I, I did like Zach Wilson, though. I think he played really well. Um, considering what he had around him, he played really well to me. But what about um, your Giants, man? How'd your Giants go? Uh, well, to touch on the Zach Wilson part, I think that Zach Wilson did have a good uh debut. Um, considering you know, like what uh, okay, so considering the factors that you gave, yes, but I don't think it was a very good debut. I think because he's a rookie, I think it's a good debut. But I think if he was, let's say, if this was like year three, year four, I think we'd just be saying that he had you know, just like an okay game. But considering that he is um, a rookie and how the Jets were able to fight back in, and I also like that, you know, how he was able to extend the play kind of on that broken play touchdown to Corey Davis where, mm. you know, Corey Davis had to come back to the other side of the end zone because he realized that Zach Wilson was rolling out that way. So, yes. you know, I do like, you know, what I'm seeing from Zach Wilson so far. Um, and the same cannot be said for my New York Giants because I'm not liking what I'm seeing from Daniel Jones at no. all. No. Oh, my God. Gosh. Oh, it's the same thing with the Giants every year. It's the same old stuff, right? You get excited, then they actually play, and now you're not excited anymore. Like, I can't believe we passed up on Justin Fields and said, nah, you know, we got Sam Darnold. I mean, no, whoa, not Sam Darnold. We got Daniel Jones. I cannot believe this. I Like, I'm tired of us only scoring 14, 16 points a game, okay? We have so we have so much talent on that offense, right? Jason Garrett, I know it's week one, and I don't want to overreact, but Jason Garrett has to be fired, has to be fired. He does not know how to use these weapons. I mean, you know, Kadarius Toney, he's finally healthy. You know, he dealt with, with like, a lot in the offseason, you know, like, uh, from, I think he had COVID. You know, I think, like, a family member had died. So there's a lot of stuff going on for him, so he didn't really get to play and preseason too much. But you have... Kadarius uh, Tony, Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, Russell, uh, well, no, not Russell, but Sterling, uh, whatever. I just can't even think right now. I'm just pissed off. The, the Broncos should not have went into MetLife and beat us like that. There is actually no excuse. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have lost because the Giants aren't a great team 
to just be beating anybody or to be confident about beating anybody. But it's about how you lose. The Broncos were absolutely dominating us. Von Miller was having a field day. Yes. Teddy Bridgewater looked really good back there, right? And we know that Teddy Bridgewater is a competent quarterback, but Teddy Bridgewater was looking like he's like some top 10 quarterback or something like that. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Like, even, even Melvin Gordon did nothing all day, broke off a 70-yard run. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. And look, to me, this has to be Daniel Jones last year. Fumbled again, again. In 29 starts, Daniel Jones has 40 turnovers. I think that's second in NFL history of most turnovers in that amount of games. In history, he has to be gone. The only positive, the only positive about this season so far for me is that the Chicago Bears, hopefully they lose more and more games because we have their first round pick next year. So we need that pick to be as high as possible because we need to draft a quarterback. And then hopefully with our first pick, then we get the draft somewhere else or trade it for some more picks or whatever. But Yes, we need a quarterback. Justin Fields should have been our pick. And look, we passed up on a lot of, you know, young NFL QBs that are kind of doing good right now because we had Daniel Jones. So I'm pretty pissed off, man. I'm I'm actually very pissed off. Like the only positive yesterday was that Saquon Barkley came back and that he actually looked, you know, healthy. But he didn't even do much because, you know, he was kind of on uh, play management where you don't want to overplay him because he is coming mm. back. But that's the only positive is that Saquon – is healthy. Like he came back and he was able to play some football. Kenny Galladay looked uh, pretty good too as well in his first debut with the Giants. So I will say that. Well, um, well, yeah. well, yeah, you know, he looked like what you would expect him to do, but you know, he wasn't yes. anything to talk about really like that. And I'm going to put that down to Daniel Jones. I mean, like the guy is just an absolute clown. I mean, he looks like Eli Manning. The only thing he's just Eli Manning with some speed because Daniel Jones does have wheels. Let's not get that confused, but yeah, I'm just not confident anymore. Like, I just don't know because I, I was really confident going into that Broncos game. And, you know, if we would have lost, that would have been okay, I guess, because, again, we're not some great team. But it's just how we lost that is really upsetting to me. I mean, the score line looks a lot better than what it is. We scored that last touchdown in garbage time. It was like, it was like five seconds left when Daniel Jones ran that in. So I'm not going to even really say that we put up a good fight because we didn't. We got absolutely dominated on both sides of the ball. And yeah, no, no. I think uh, that Jason Garrett does not know what the hell he's doing back there. So in terms of calling the plays, because the play calling was not that good. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, well, on, on, on the Broncos side, they did have a nice defensive front that was putting pressure on Daniel Jones. I noticed throughout mm-hmm. the whole entire game, um, mm-hmm. as well as, I really feel for Jerry Judy. He came off injured. You know, he was yeah. having a good game prior to that. But, uh, you know, aside from that, I did say that, that the Broncos wouldn't be a pushover team. I mean, it's only week one, but they're looking good right now. So, you know, let's move on to the next game. What do we have? All right. So let's just start off with the Seahawks versus Colts. You know, let's just go through these games really quickly because there is a lot of games. So yes. we can't be on this topic for way too long. But, you know, let's just talk about the Seahawks versus Colts really quick. Um, yeah. Russell Wilson. Absolutely went off. Tyler Mm. Lockett went off. Mm. Like, I mean, you know, yeah, I think that we both pretty much knew that the Seahawks were going to win this game. But, you know, just give me a quick little breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we knew the Seahawks would win this game. I mean, Tyler Lockett, like you said, was just getting behind that secondary too quickly, too easily. Um, And it was a debut for Carson Wentz. But you could see that he has some flashes of the old Carson Wentz. It's going to take some time for him to get back to what he was before. But I'm not really worried if I'm a uh, if I'm a Colts fan because it was the Seahawks. They are a good team, and surprisingly, they had some good pressure coming off the edge for them. You know, that's not really a strength for them. But you know, it, it's a Seahawks. We still have a chance to contend for the a- AFC South, so I wouldn't be too worried about about. Yes. The, the now, okay. Now the next game that we had was the Jags versus the Texans. Um, yes. I picked the Jaguars to win. Edwin did go with the Texans, so you know. <laughs> So that result can't be that surprising to him, but that was yeah. very surprising to me how bad the Jags looked on defense was atrocious. I mean, yeah, Tyrod Taylor was throwing up some crazy passes. Yes. And the Jaguars defenders were just letting them catch the ball. I'm sitting here like, how is that not an interception? You know, that Jags defense is absolutely terrible. And, and I said that the Texans were the worst team in the NFL. I think they might be the second worst team in the NFL because that Jags team looked absolutely crazy. I mean, you know, Trevor Lawrence, first real debut, you know, he looked pretty competent, I guess, but yeah. You know, nothing to really talk about, but yeah, no, that Jags defense is absolutely atrocious. But you know, give me a quick little breakdown for that, bro. It was shaky, it was shaky for Terrell Lawrence. Three touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, you could see that he had a lot of rookie moments. 
uh, but he will get better. The Jaguars, nothing really to talk, to talk about, but look at the Texan squad. And I just see all these veterans. It's a really old squad, old team, old roster. Um, and you can see that led by Tyrod Taylor, who's who gets the job done, who's able to extend plays, still active, moves his feet well, and has some good accuracy, showed why he was able to at least pull off a win, an exciting and big win for the Texans. No one really thought that they was going to win that game because they did come in as uh, underdogs. But, you know, good result at home. They are still going to be in for a long season, but it was a good first win for them. Yeah, uh, and Trevor Lawrence threw the ball a lot that game. I think he, he had something like 50-something passes. So, yeah. you know, they were trying to get their way back in the game because from kickoff, the Texans <laughs> clearly were dominating that game. And I was yes, very surprised yes. about that. I was – like the Texans – because I didn't – even though the Jags had the first pick last year, so that does mean that they are the worst team. Yes. I, just, I don't know. I just thought that they looked more rejuvenized. Like I, I can't – I just couldn't believe Me that. Me too. Now, me too. Now let's move on to the next game. Um, the Eagles versus the Falcons, where I did pick the Eagles to win, but Edwin did pick the Falcons. And I think yeah. kind of like what I gave my little breakdown for why I picked the Eagles. I think that did come true. Um, you know, the Falcons defense just isn't really that good. Uh Jalen Hurts didn't look phenomenal, but Jalen Hurts looked very, you know, he looked good. And yeah. the Eagles were able to move the ball. You know, Devontae Smith getting his first catch was a touchdown. And, you know, I think that Kyle Pitts could have been involved a little bit more. But, yeah, give me a quick little breakdown on, you know, why or what you thought you saw. You know, unfortunately, Kyle Pitts doesn't play defense for the Falcons. So, that might have felt a little bit more, you know. But, um, yeah, Falcons, they couldn't really move the ball, surprisingly, against this uh, Eagles front. It was tough for them throughout the whole entire day. Uh, Pretty much field goals throughout the whole entire game, which is not really that great, considering how well the offense can put up points. But for the Eagles... This is what you want to see from a young quarterback in Jalen Hurts. Get the job done. Mm-hmm. performance. You know, you have a lot of rookies contributing. Devonta Smith, uh, Kenneth Gainwell had a touchdown in the game, too. So it was a nice little showing for uh, the whole team as a whole. I'm not really expecting them to be contenders for anything or really have yeah. a good reason for, you know, for that matter. But it was a nice first win for them. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that both these teams aren't going to really be doing too much in terms of playoff noise. It's just mm-hmm. more so how can you probably develop your young talent. Yes. Okay, now let's move on. We have the Chargers versus the Washington football team where we both went with the Chargers. Yes. And, you know, um, I remember when I first gave my pick, I did say that I thought that this game would be a lot closer than what a lot of people expected. And it was. It was a very competitive game right down to the end. So 20-16 to 16 Chargers win. Uh, tell me what you saw. Uh, so, you know... The the injury to Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think, changed the game. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think that the, the Washington football team was really effective up until that point. Maybe you could mm-hmm. say the word, but I feel like the game changed when Tyler Haneke or Taylor Haneke came into the game and kind of gave him some life. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that that Chargers offense was took a while to get going. Justin mm-hmm. Herbert took a little bit longer than expected, but he was able to cover up that defensive uh, secondary. The defensive front for the Washington football team was – you know, as expected to be giving him fits here and there. Overall, I just think that it was a close game that we expected. And, you know, I do I did think that the offense would be too much for the football team to handle, which is why they got the result that they did. Okay. Um, now let's move on. Steelers versus the Bills. We both yes. got this pick wrong. Uh, we both went with the Bills here. You know, mm-hmm. I think that we agreed that Josh Allen would kind of be that deciding factor. And mm-hmm. the Steelers defense was fantastic yesterday yes. and in some way the Bills defense was also really good yesterday and as we both said these are two pretty evenly matched teams so I'm not really surprised as I said I don't remember if you agreed with me but I remember I, that I agree, I said on I Friday okay yeah I remember I said on Friday that I would not be surprised if the Steelers won yes I did say that they were two even matched teams but I did just favor the Bills here uh you know so what'd you see with the Bills game why do you think that they lost or what the Steelers do correctly um, they didn't put the, the game to bed. They had a 10 point lead heading mm-hmm. into what well, early on in the third quarter, I believe early on in the fourth quarter. I'm not really too sure when it happened. Um, but yeah. anyways, uh, you get a touchdown for Gabriel Davis and you expecting the game to be gone, but they let the Steelers creep back into the game. 20 unanswered points is not what I was expecting from a team that started off so slow, similar yeah. to how we started off actually in the first half. They just could not get anything going. And the Buffalo Bills were actually generating pass rush pressure on Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger. So I look at that and I see, you know, the Bills just gave one away. You know, the the receivers for the Steelers were making some some good catches. I mean, that touchdown by Deontay Johnson was phenomenal. That was a great catch. The concentration of that touchdown catch was 
was just great. But overall, the special teams made some plays for the Steelers and the Bills. They just let one go. Did let one go, man. All right. Now let's move on to the Vikings versus Bengals. We had a overtime game week one. Look, nice. we both got this pick wrong. We mm-hmm. both went with the Vikings here. Um, yeah, no, I'm absolutely pissed off because this game <laughs> actually messed up my entire parlay. I was doing was it the whole game? Uh no, definitely, okay, okay. definitely definitely that Packers Saints game. And oh, I yeah, think yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was the only game. That was the only game that really messed it up was those two games. So, okay. yeah, but we'll touch on that a little bit later. But, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Vikings, shame on you. Shame, shame on, on you. Is absolutely <laughs> shit. Joe Mixon looked pretty good, was carving you he guys did. up. Jamar Butterfinger Chase struggled all preseason, came out looking like, I don't even know. Like, yeah. like I don't even know but he like threw you 50-yard touchdown bomb. You know, I just don't understand hmm. Vikings. Y'all have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Dalvin Cook. Y'all shouldn't even have to come back versus the Bengals. Y'all should be up because hmm. the, the Vikings, they did fight their way back in. Hmm. But what do you think of that game, man? I just, oh, man. It was it was a back-and-forth action, uh, you know, up until the point where the Bengals built, I believe, the 10-point lead uh, going into the fourth uh, but the difference was, you know, the Vikings come back, they get a field goal they, they, at the end of the game, they send the game to overtime, and then Dalvin Cook, he just fumbles. Man. Don't get me fumbles. started on that. God, I have to get started on that, man. Yeah, Dalvin Cook fumbles the ball. <laughs> Since when? Yo, the Vikings are in Bengals territory. They're not in the red zone yet, but they were, I think they were on like the Bengals, like 40 something yards. Yeah, line. yeah, yeah, 47, yes. And they're playing it safe. They're like, yo. <laughs> This is sudden death now because they both had a chance on offense. So now it's field goal wins the game. Touchdown mm. and field goal wins the game. They're playing it safe. You hand mm. the ball off to your best offensive weapon. The, <laughs> the Vikings, like whoever caught that play did nothing wrong. It was like, what, a first down as well? Second or first? It was like an early down as well. Just hand the ball yeah. off. You know, get some yards, waste some of that clock. And you fumble, you absolute clown. Oh, my goodness. The mm. Vikings are absolutely trash. I don't expect them to do anything this season. And I will say, though, Adam Thielen had a fantastic game. I do yes, have Adam Thielen in one of my fantasy leagues. Went off for me. So, big mm. up to Adam Thielen. But you had just you had Justin Jefferson in our league. I mean, how many points did he give you? <sighs> he was really quiet. I think he gave me under 10 points. Not yeah, really. 10 points. Okay, no, okay, okay. Thing. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, no problem. No problem. Now, Let's move on. Next, we have the Panthers versus the Jets. I mean, we don't really have to get into that because, you know, Edwin did give us a quick breakdown. Yeah, that was the first game that we kind of did break down. But just to keep you guys updated, I did pick the Panthers. Edwin did go with his Jets. And, yeah, so let's move on. Cardinals versus Titans. Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yo, what I tell you about my boy Kyler? Yeah. This Kyler Murray, I don't care. He is a top, maybe not five, but he's definitely top six, top seven quarterback in the NFL right now. The guy is too explosive. I told Mm. you guys. And Mm. when we kind of broke down the game, um, I did go with the Cardinals. Edwin did pick the Titans. When we broke this down, I said Kyler Murray, the Titans defense is atrocious. Not atrocious, but it's not that good. And it's not. Yeah, um, it's not. Yeah, you know, but the way that Kyler Murray was just picking him apart, I already said that Kyler Murray would have a great game. I said that DeAndre Hopkins will go off, which he did. Now, mm. the only negative to me was that the Cardinals were never really able to get into it on the ground per se, but they didn't really need to. Good point. Good point. Um, you know, that defense was fantastic. Chandler Jones was an absolute monster. Was giving t- uh, Ryan Tannehill hell, and I think. Taylor Lewin, I think that's the left tackle. I yeah, believe. Taylor Lewin, yes. Yeah, he came out and he put a tweet. He said, yo, to Chandler Jones, thank you for exposing me because this is going to make me work harder, blah, mm. blah, blah. Boy, he was getting cooked, okay? Yeah, he was getting Brian cooked. Brian Tannehill had no time to do nothing. Julio Jones, yeah. quiet. A.J. Brown, quiet. Derrick Henry, where the hell quiet. were you? That oh man always day. tells me. He always tells me week one, bro. It's, it's, it's nothing. Crazy. Oh, nothing. my God. Look, I told people, do not sleep on the Cardinals. Now, I'm not really a reactionary person, but for me, this match was a pretty big matchup considering that everybody is riding off the Cardinals this season to just be, you know, a team that, you know, is going to be exciting, but they're not going to really make any noise. I think that that was a big statement win. Um, Well, the Titans on paper, one of the best teams in the NFL, especially on offense, and they absolutely handled them. And I'm not too surprised because I've been bigging up the – Cardinals all offseason, as everyone would know. So, yeah, to me, yeah. this was surprising. I'm not going to even lie. This was a surprising win. But 
is a win yeah. that I kind of expected, which is why I said I'll pick the Titans, but then I was like, nah, give me the Cardinals. So yeah, he, was, he did switch, he did switch the last minute. He really did. You know, but it's a, it is a good win. It's a really good statement win for the Cardinals against a team that's expected to compete for the division. Um, and it was for me a tale of two players on both sides of the ball. Chandler Jones, just five sacks. He was just like you said before, cooking Taylor Lewan. Could not block him at all. It was it was nothing. JJ Watt also made a couple of big um yes. uh, red zone stops. I remember yeah. uh, the Titans had the ball on because hmm. it was it was a series where Ryan Tannehill scored that rushing touchdown. Yeah, uh, they gave the ball to Derrick Henry Perry. like like three straight times, and JJ Watt oh. and that and like the boys up front absolutely stuffed him. And to me, stuffed. there's no excuses why Derrick Henry should never be getting one yard. There's no I don't excuses. care what the hell nobody says. Derrick Henry is about six four, two hundred sixty pounds. Muscle, fast as shit, and there's no excuses for me. There, there's none. He should always be falling forward. And when you're on, and, and like you know, there's a reason why the Titans last year, statistically, percentage-wise, had the best, well, the second best red zone uh, to field goal conversion in the NFL because that Derrick Henry factor. So he has to do better there. Um, yeah, yeah, but to me, bro, what did I tell you, bro? We're starting this Kyler Murray MVP train you going this it. year. I'm not talking about MVP. Kyler, no, but, it, but again, though, I'm not really reactionary. I don't want to be reactionary, but I just really believe in Kyler Murray. I'm not saying that the Cardinals are going to win the playoff. I mean, the champion, well, the championship, the Super Bowl, anything like that. But for me, Kyler Murray is a MVP favorite. I think when you look at what, you know, wins players MVP, similar to like Lamar Jackson, passing, rushing, you know, his all-purpose yards are going to be absolutely ridiculous. I think he's going to have a lot of touchdowns. That mm. all which is high-powered. Kyler Murray, to me, is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm. And I think that it's time for people to start giving him his respect. I don't care that he's 5'3", okay? The guy's an absolute baller. And I think that we're going to be seeing a lot of performances like this uh, this season from the Cardinals. But let's move on, though, bro. Um... Chiefs versus Browns, fantastic game. We both went with the Chiefs here. Chiefs did win. But I got to tell you, early on, it was shaky. It yes. was shaky. Tell yes. me what you saw from uh, the game last night, man. Early on, a, a rarity to see the Chiefs being dominated and, you know, pretty much looked out of sorts on defense. The Browns were just handling it to them. Baker Midfield was making all the right throws. The rushing game was working on all areas. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt was just destroying that defensive line. Um, and even on the lateral play before halftime, it looked like they were going to score on that one too. I'm not going to lie, but you know, the, 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 the turning point for me came in the fourth quarter, I believe where the punter just fumbles the ball. You can't have the kind of plays in a game like this, man. You just can't, you can't have a play where you fumble the ball in your own territory. You give the ball back to the chiefs, they score a touchdown and pretty much the game is, is ice because the Browns did have a chance to come back and win that game. But you know, we pretty much all knew that something would happen, a wacky play would happen where the Chiefs would end up winning. But anyways, it was a good performance from both teams. They will meet in the playoffs. Yeah, I think I think nice. at one point, I think that so the Chiefs, I think it was 20 to like 30 or something like that. And mm. I think it was the start of the second half. And it was just boom, a big bomb to the to you know Tyreek Hill. I think that is what changed the game, in my opinion. Okay. Because because like you, yes, you're holding on to a lead and the Chiefs do have the momentum. But you can't let the Chiefs score that fast. You cannot. You cannot yeah, you let can. them get on the board that early. And that offense is just different. What do you? What do you? Really quickly, what do you make of of uh, the ejection by Harrison pushing the coach on the sideline? Um, I think it's a little tricky. I don't think he should have been ejected because if you actually watch the replay back, the coach pushed him first. Now the coaches mm-hmm. didn't push him just to just push him. Um, what happened was so after the play. Um, you know how I think it was uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire was on the floor and um, yeah and you know you know generally how you know like the linemen or whoever they come over to help you get up you know just regular stuff Um, so what happened was they so some linemen or some Chiefs players were pushing you know Harrison away from Clyde Edwards Hilaire but in pushing him backwards he stepped on Clyde Edwards uh, Hilaire's like stomach area you know chest area mm. so I'm guessing that the coach didn't see this so like the coach probably didn't yeah, so like the because you know it's this is all going on fast motion, so we're yeah. seeing it slow down. But I'm pretty sure that the coach didn't see that. But all that he saw was that his foot was on Edward Hilaire, You know, mm, yeah, yeah. So I yeah. think so. I think you know, as a coach, you want to protect your players. So I think he didn't push him as in trying to start anything. I think he pushed him because like you're on the player. Mm. But Harrison Smith, I mean, well, not Harrison Smith, but uh, Harrison. He doesn't know that he's on the player because he got pushed onto him. So he didn't step on him on purpose. Yes. And then he pushed back the coach. I don't really think that. that coach. He pushed I don't that really man. think 
I don't really think that there should have been an ejection. I think that the ref should have probably took everything into context. But I think if you're going to, because Harrison Smith will, well, I keep saying Harrison Smith, but Harrison will get a fine. Yeah, right? he will get a fine, yes. I think definitely. it's fair that if Harrison gets a fine, then the coach would also get a fine, considering all the factors. I think that's fair. I, Harrison, agree with that. I keep saying Harrison Smith. What the hell is wrong with me? But Harrison was already ejected, mm. so I think he should not get fined. But if he is fined, then I think the coach should also get a penalty. Not obviously as much because he can't afford what Harrison could afford. Mm. But, he, but he should get some kind of punishment as well because mm. everything was taken out of context. It was just miscommunication on both sides. So I don't necessarily blame one or the other. Yeah, I definitely do agree with you. They both should get a fine. And, you know, the, based off of how the rules are right now, mm-hmm. it's understandable that Harrison got ejected because, yeah. you know, uh, unsportsmanlike conduct, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. We get it. So we get that. But I do agree. They both should get fines. All right. Now, look, let's continue. Let's kind of, you know, move through these. Now, next we have Dolphins versus Pats, where I did pick the Dolphins. Edwin did pick the Patriots. So tell me what you saw that game. Mac Jones and Tua, they both look pretty good. I mean, is it? Yeah, yeah they both it, did look good. And is this going to be the first time that Alabama has actually had two, well, actually had a competent quarterback in the NFL? Maybe, maybe. You know, can, you know, Mac Jones, Tua, and Jalen Hurts all have chances to do so this season. But regarding the game, it was pretty much slow throughout, uh, more so defensive effort. Tua actually threw more than 200 yards this time to win a game. Did you know that? Like, this guy hasn't been playing. Uh, regular style football in his past starts. It was more like 1980s football. He was like 100 yards to win a game. But yeah. anyways, it was a nice showing by him. Two touchdowns. I mean, sorry, one touchdown. Uh, the defense played well. Dolphins forced a couple turnovers in the game. Forced a, a, a fumble on Damian Harris. Mac Jones did look impressive in his first debut with the Patriots. Uh, I expect that to happen as the season goes on. But overall, these two teams should have some bright futures going forward. I definitely do agree with you. Now, let's move on to the next game where Giants versus Broncos. So, look, guys, I was completely wrong here. Maybe I was being a little too wishful. I definitely Mm. went with my New York Giants for good Mm. reasons, and Edwin went with the Broncos. And I think um, all the points that Edwin made on Friday did come true. Teddy Bridgewater looked really good. And um, I think, you know, I think that when I call a player average, I think that Edwin equates that to me saying that they're trash. I think average just means you're just a competent quarterback. Like you, you know, like you don't do a whole lot great. You don't do a whole lot wrong. You, you're just in like the middle. So that to me is what Teddy Bridgewater was. And he played very good, took care of the ball, made smart passes yesterday. Um, yeah, the Giants are just a mess right now. Daniel Neal Jones is an absolute bum. I'm tired of him being my quarterback. Uh, you know, it's pissing me off now that, you know, I'm kind of coming to the realization that we could have had Justin Fields. Justin Fields was taken with the 11th pick. Now, as I said earlier, the only positive is that we do have the Bears first round pick and hopefully the Bears do lose a lot more games. But at the end of this season, if Daniel Jones does not do not even a not even a 360, he needs to do a 720. He needs to do double or reverse of what he is because he is hot garbage. And yeah, it's kind of pissing me off right now because I'm like, damn, we could have had maybe, you know, an exciting young prospect like the Jets do with Zach Wilson. We could have had Justin Fields who I think is going to be a good player in this league. And I think he's already better than Daniel Jones. I'm just sick of him. And, yeah, tell me what you thought, though, about the Giants versus Broncos game. I mean, you pretty much uh, you took all the words out of my mouth. Uh, you pretty much explained everything. Going on the Broncos side, uh, I will say that their defense looked much better. Von Miller is back and in action. He does have a lot of pressure. And on offense, Teddy Bridgewater, you can see why Vic Fangio went with the move of starting him over Drew Locke, gave you – much more consistency at passer and much more of a veteran uh, viewpoint to the game and makes less mistakes, makes a lot more plays in my opinion. So, you know, they should be fine this season. Agreed. All right, let's move on. Packers versus Saints. I mean, we already got into that, but <laughs> we both picked the Packers to win. Yeah, no reason to talk about that, man. They got slapped up. They got yeah, they got up, absolutely man. manhandled. We did touch, touch on that, uh, and we will kind of uh, get into that just in a little bit more in-depth uh, after we talk about the Rams versus the Bears. We did both pick the Rams. We're not surprised here. Um, no. Yeah, Andy Dalton started. Maybe some people are saying that Justin Fields should be starting. What did you take away from that game? Matt Stafford's debut looked really good. Cooper yes. Cup looked really good. Um, you know, the the uh, Rams don't really have that much of a rushing game. You know, Cam Akers went down. That was going to be their main guy. But the Rams look pretty good, um, mm. but as they should against the Bears. Yeah, as they should. Andy Dalton actually played okay for me. Didn't do too much wrong. 
had 206 yards, one interception, obviously, but 27 or 38 passes completed. It's not bad. Matthew Stafford, uh, on the other hand, looked phenomenal. And my pick to represent the NFC is looking nice right now. It's the first game of the season, so I'm not going to say too much, but he's, he looked nice in his first game with the Rams. And I'm just liking the defense. Jalen Ramsey was just flying around the field, flying. I mean, listen, I just love his motor on the field. It's different, man. It reminds me of Jamal Adams. But as a whole, the game was okay. It didn't really, didn't really have anything going for the Bears except for the touchdown score by Justin Fields. But they moved the ball at some points. It wasn't enough because it got blown out. <laughs> Get 34 points given up. It's not really too good. But it was a nice showing for the Rams, though. Yes, yes, very good showing, very uh, de- you know, good debut. I remember I was seeing people on Twitter saying, "Oh, you know, Matt Stafford looks like a new person." I said, "Bro, if I got traded from Detroit to Los Angeles, I'd be like a new person as well." So, <laughs> <laughs> and Detroit <laughs> actually looked good too. <laughs> and Detroit did look good. How the hell did we not talk about the Detroit game? Now that we brought that up, that's good. Yeah, I know it's funny. How no, do we not we- touch on that? <laughs> <laughs> they look terrible. It was a tale of two halves because they look terrible the first oh half. Oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. I actually didn't even consider the Detroit result in oh. our count ups. Yeah, okay, so then the score is actually 10 to 8 with the, the yeah, because we both put the 49ers to win. Yeah, we did. And we they did. did. But the Detroit Lions, I mean, look, what a way to fight back in this game. I know. I know. It, it, it was looking bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long season for the Detroit Lions. The way they were getting slapped up. Oh, Jeff Okuda getting beat like that. It was nothing going on for the game, man. So yeah, speaking of Jeff Okuda, he is now out for the rest of the season, I believe. Yeah, unfortunately, he really is. Sad to see because we wanted to see how he would develop this year, but he has to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, um, it wasn't like the first uh, quarter as well. I think that the 49ers, they took out Trey Lance. I mean, yes. no, they took out Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Put in Trey Lance. Trey Lance's first pass went for a touchdown. I mean, his only pass. His only pass. I mean, I definitely do. I'm not going to lie to you. I can see Trey Lance b- being the starter, even if the 49ers kind of do keep winning. I think mm. they really want it to be Trey Lance starting. Mm. Yeah. So, I like, agree. I think because I think the 49ers are, are going to win more games than like they lose. So, I don't necessarily think that they'll come pressure from fans saying, oh, we're losing, put in Trey Lance. I just naturally, I just think that that's who they want under center because yes. why would you put him in, in the first quarter in the red zone? That, that didn't really make any sense to me unless you're just like, yo, Risky. like, yeah, it's like this is the guy that we really want starting and we're going to throw him in there. So, that was a bit surprising to me because you usually don't see that in the first quarter. Yes, you really don't see that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the, the 49ers offense, I'll bet it was the Lions, looked pretty good in the second quarter, 24-point score. Yeah. They just made a lot of mental errors down the stretch that really let the Lions back into this game, which I was really concerned about. But, again, it's week one. It's the Lions. So, they should – they want to know – everybody won in the, in the NFC – was it West, I believe? Yes. Yeah, so, they should be happy with that, with that result. Yeah, no, agreed. Now, look. Uh, as we touched upon earlier with this whole Packers Saints yes. game, after, you know how the Saints absolutely dominated them. So I remember I told you a little bit earlier that you know my stepfather said that he thinks that Aaron Rodgers is kind of sabotaging himself. Yes, which I, I already said I don't necessarily believe. I don't think that's yes. the case. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you: Do you think that maybe the Packers should be looking to move on Aaron Rodgers and start Jordan Love? Now again, I don't want to be reactionary, and I still do think that Aaron Rodgers is the guy. But if you're the Packers, do you think that maybe you should just because they took out Aaron Rodgers in the third quarter and Jordan Love mm-hmm. kind of finished out the game? Do you think that this is like a passing of the guard? Like, is there a possibility that Jordan Love may start going forward? Nah, we shouldn't get carried away with this, man. Let's not get it twisted. The performance by Aaron Rodgers was very shameful and it was very, very disturbing to watch from a guy who we're all used to seeing win and pick apart defenses, but it was one bad performance. It was one bad performance week one. And you can't go through all this noise and turmoil of trying to bring Aaron Rodgers back for the season to go one last hoorah thinking that you could win the Super Bowl, and then go ahead and some down the line, some way down the line, start Jordan love. Like, no, he's listen, you already wasted two years of not playing him. And you, you went through all this trouble to bring back Aaron Rodgers. So you can't go back and now start Jordan love for the season at some point. Uh, 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 unless Aaron Rodgers has multiple bad performances, then you could say maybe a case could be made. But for right now, Aaron Rodgers has to be the starter for the rest of the way. And, you know, this division is theirs to lose at the moment. Everybody lost in that division that uh, yesterday. So, you know, it, I'm expecting him to have a bounce back performance next week. 
Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I forget who they play next week. I think that they play the Titans, if I'm not mistaken. No, who do the Packers play next week? I'm I'm drawing a blank. I, I have it right here. I have it yeah. right here. Let me know. Let us know. Let us know. So the Packers play two, 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 the Lions. The line, yeah, the Lions, yeah. So d- definitely a bounce back. I hundred yeah. percent expect the bounce back. You can't be having a bad game like that. But again, maybe the Packers are looking at it like, "Yo, we play the Lions next week. Perfect game to plug Jordan Love in there." Real quick, let me ask a question: Do you think that the Packers mm-hmm. should be looking to trade Aaron Rodgers? I mean, do you have, or do you think that Aaron Rodgers has any trade value? Like on the market, I actually don't think that Aaron Rodgers, as I said earlier, has a lot of trade value. I think, you know, considering his age and considering the asking price that the Packers would want for him, yes. I can't see any team right now trading for Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I agree with you on that. The only team that I maybe see at, at one point was the Denver Broncos, but I think that he's going to go to the Denver Broncos come free agency. He has no trade value as it stands. Like you said before, he's old. Uh, the Packers may ask for some ridiculous amount. And even if they do ask for something as high as a second-round pick, Aaron Rodgers does give you a, a really good shot. At, nah, at the they'll definitely want a couple first. I'm not going to Yeah, lie. yeah like, I know. I'm not, not like, going to do it. Say, saying that they do go as high as, as a second-round pick, okay. some teams may be skeptical about doing that, even despite how Aaron Rodgers is as a player and what he's done in, in the past. Because, you know, Aaron Rodgers at the moment, he's not he's not young. He's not getting any younger. And I think for your best bet to get him or to acquire him, you have to wait till free agency, which is after this year or maybe the year after that, depending on what happens. Yes. Season. And and I agree with you, because especially considering that he will be a free agent, I, I think trading for him kind of puts you in a bad situation, because mm-hmm. if you give up a lot to get him now, you definitely excuse me. Now you definitely have to what's the word? Now you definitely have to give him whatever contract he's asking for yes. because you gave up so much to get him versus you can get him for free and you'll kind of have a little bit more negotiating power because mm-hmm. if you give up like a couple of high picks for a, a player, you kind of have to, you know, bow down to their contract demands because then if you don't resign them, now you look like a complete idiot unless he brings you a Super Bowl like the same season that you trade for him, then it looks like a bad trade if he doesn't come back. Mm, so I, I agree. I agree. Yes. Yeah, so I'm gonna agree with you here. I de- I definitely do think that he will leave in free agency, and I think that's when we'll see him switch. But for well, right now, I think it's still Aaron Rodgers' time, and I think that he has to get it together because my fantasy team needs him. Okay. Well, really Look, quickly, I'm dead. You fool, man. I'm dead. Really quickly, Aaron Rodgers does have more power, uh, I believe, next season as to where he would want to go, uh, assuming that things don't work out with the Packers. So. If he would want to win or go to a winning situation, he has to ask or he has to ask a team to ask the Packers at least for a lower value if he really wants to win somewhere else. They have to take that. We have to take that into consideration as well, too. You know, just mentioning that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely do think. I, I definitely do think that, you know, players should more so want to pick their own destination in free agency. So if I'm Aaron Rodgers, yeah. I don't even want to get traded. I just play out the rest of this year. You know, Packers mm-hmm. still have a very good team. Packers could still make some noise in the playoffs. I don't think that really one win defines their season so far. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it is only week one. So again, you know, like, let's not really be overreactionary here, but I would rather just play out this year with the Packers and then I get to just pick where I want to go next year versus demanding a trade then hopefully the team that i would want would come in offer enough and then i could leave now i'd rather just go next year when the team that doesn't have to give up any of its picks doesn't have to give up any of its young talent or whatever and then go there so that's what i'd rather do i mean would you kind of operate that way if you were a player now maybe if i was so now maybe if i was like aaron Rodgers, like where let's say if aaron Rodgers would have still had like three years left on his deal right Mm. then i'd force the trade Yes. But considering that I could leave at the end of this season and go wherever I want, I necessarily wouldn't force it. I'd just play it out. Very true. Very true. Yes, I agree with you on that. Yeah, okay. Well, look. <laughs> why the long pause for? Why the long well, no, pause? Well, no, because like, I thought this was going to give you know, like, some more uh, context. But that's okay, though. You know, that's A-OK. Now, look, following, we're going to kind of stick around the Saints camp here because following that impressive win yesterday, yo, the Saints said to Marcus Lattimore, hey, yo, you locked up Devontae Adams so good. Here's 98.7 million, bro. That's what happened last night. The contract was agreed upon before the game. Stop gassing. <laughs> I don't know who the Saints owner was. But after that, he said, all right, Marcus Lattimore, it's, it's time, bro. It's time. it's time. Here's this contract. Look, Marcus Lattimore got 
98.7 million, I believe. And it could be going up to 100 million. Yes. And look, biggest deal in NFL history for a defensive back. I think he has passed, who is it? Byron Jones on the Miami Dolphins. I think that he had the biggest contract, if I'm not mistaken. Am I correct? Yes. Uh, It was him? Yeah, but let's get into I'm not sure about Byron Jones, but I'm, you know, reference to Lattimore. Yes, biggest contract I signed in for him. Yes, hold on, wait. Hold on, wait. Let's get into the specifics just really quickly because I don't know why I did not have that written down. I have right here. Yes, so he's agreed to a five year, 97.6 million extension, and that's going to give him 44 million fully guaranteed and 68.3 million in total guarantees. The most guaranteed at signing in history for a DB. So not the biggest deal for a defensive back in history, but the most guaranteed money for a defensive back in history. I mean, what do you think about this deal? Second highest cornerback paid right now as it stands, and I love this deal. Listen, guys, cornerbacks are hard to find in in the NFL these days. They really are because receivers out of college are coming in stronger, faster, bigger, taller, more athletic. And you need guys who can cover these people coming out. So, you know, I feel like there's more good receivers. There's a few good cornerbacks in the NFL as it stands. Now, for Marshawn Lattimore, uh, pro football focus, listen to him. Hey, listen to him as the number two man coverage cornerback in the NFL from 2017 to 2019, which is really great. Trilling only Stephon Gilmore. And you know me, I love my cornerbacks being able to cover and be physical. Marshall Lattimore is very physical. We don't really talk about his physicality because we we, we give that attribute to more so Marl Humphrey or Jalen Ramsey for that matter. But agreed. Lattimore is very physical. Like he, he's a guy that gets in and tackles as well, too. I love that about him. And he's been productive. He's been available, has started every game since mm-hmm. he's been in the NFL. So I love this move by the Saints. Anytime you get a chance to lock down a top-tier cornerback, you do so. Like there's no questions about it. So for the Dolphins, pay Xavier Howard, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I think, you know, this is well-deserved. Uh, but I did want to ask you, do you think that maybe they overpaid for him? I don't think so. I don't think no. so because as as long as – for me, as long as I list him in the top five cornerback uh, conversation, I think that what he gets is justifiable, to be honest. I mean, he he does well in coverage. Does, he's very solid. Takes number one, receiving opposition away. And he's a sound tackler and he's been available. The biggest thing for me is can you stay on the field and be healthy? And he's done that. So I don't think he's overpaid. I think it's a great contract for him. And it's a, it's a great stepping stone for, for the team moving forward. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Definitely have to agree with you. Um, you know, again, as we said, you have to kind of keep the, like when you draft a player, you hope that they can pan out this way. So yes. I think that it's always good to see teams reward their draft picks for, you know, doing what they're meant to be doing anyway. So, yeah, well-deserved for uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Big game yesterday, so very eventful game. And I think also, I think he's hurt too now. Um, yeah, he is coming that week to week. So, look, he had a lot going on yesterday, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, there was a lot of stuff going <laughs> on for him yesterday. <laughs> because, because after he got that deal, he was listed as week to week. And I'm like, what the hell? But, yeah, he has a thumb injury that will require surgery that he's going to get. So, you know. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, look. Guys, you guys know, look, yesterday, week one, a majority of the games were played, but week one officially ends tonight. The yes. Baltimore Ravens versus the Las Vegas Raiders. I was going to say whatever, the Oakland Raiders, but they are now in Las Vegas. I think that this game is at their new stadium in Las Vegas. So, mm-hmm. look, that's going to be a – look, that stadium is nice. Like, like I can't even lie. Like, that yeah. and SoFi Stadium are two of the best stadiums. Obviously, they're two of the newest stadiums, obviously, but – yeah, like it's it's gonna be an electric atmosphere tonight. I'm very excited to watch this game. Mm. I think we're both gonna go with the Ravens here, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, what are your kind of points for this game? Like, what are you looking at? What do you think is gonna be some you know deciding factors? We know that the Ravens are dealing with a bunch of injuries. No clear running back. We don't even know if Tevin Coleman or Le'Veon Bell are even active for tonight's game. Mm. So. Look, Lamar Jackson's there. They still got Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown. They did lose. Uh, I'm forgetting the cornerback's name, but they Marquise did lose him. Yes. yes. Yes, they lost him. So what are you seeing for this game going forward? Well, I, I look at this game coming in, and I see how will Greg Roman, offensive coordinator for the Ravens, find ways to utilize the rushing attack and exploit this Raiders defensive line. That's the biggest thing for me, despite him not having you know his three top rushers at this point. But whoever he has in that backfield, how will he play to their strengths? How will he rely on Lamar Jackson to 
sort of give us an, an indication as to how the season will play out and how they will rely on Lamar Jackson as the year goes on. And for the Raiders, you know, to be honest, I thought that the Raiders would put up points regardless of who the Ravens had on defense because they do have some nice pieces, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, and as well as, um, you know, my underrated quarterback, Derek Carr. But I'm not really too keen on the Raiders, even though they are home. John Gruden, for me, isn't that great of a coach. He has gotten the Raiders a little bit better, but the defense is not that great. They did sign KJ Wright, but he's not, you know, a, a fixer for the whole entire defense. It should be close going into halftime, <laughs> but you know, I, I do expect the Raiders, the Raiders, sorry, the Ravens to pull away some sort of time in the third quarter. Okay, now give me a score prediction. Okay. Obviously, not that you know, we're not going to count that in the predictions for who's going to win or not. But like, let me just, like hear what you kind of think is going to be the score. I think it's going to be thirty ten. I mean, thirty twenty. Sorry, thirty twenty. Ravens. Hmm. Okay. I'm actually going to go. I think this will be thirty four to thirteen. <laughs> Whoa! You you doubt the Raiders that much? Whoa! <laughs> not that I doubt the Raiders that much. I just think even with the running back injuries, I just think that the Ravens are just that much better. I think they're not going to have an answer for Lamar Jackson. And look, Latavius Murray, I think that he is active. I believe so. And I can actually check. I'll tell you right now. They gave uh, that that indication like six hours before the game starts? Well, well, okay. Well, on fantasy football, Latavius Murray is giving projected points. So that means he must be playing. uh, Le'Veon Bell, however, does not have any projected points. So I guess like we'll know tonight whether they'll be playing or not look to me i don't think the Raiders really have a chance i think that their main focal point is going to be through josh jacobs who is listed as questionable for tonight because mm. he does have some kind of illness not COVID related because if it was covid then he couldn't play period so we have to see if josh jacobs can't go then i really don't think that the Raiders are going to really have that much to work with outside of throwing the ball to darren waller and, and you know hoping that henry ruggs could turn the burners on because again they have nothing their defense is pretty pathetic their offense is <laughs> Good. Okay. Since we had that conversation on Friday, I don't want to upset Edwin here and disrespect his, you know, favorite Ooh, quarterback, Derek Carr. I don't, I don't want to disrespect your favorite quarterback. So, <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> Whatever. But Whatever. I just want to do too much. Okay. You know, maybe I'm a little harsh here. Okay. Okay. Fine. 1734. How about that? 1734. I'll give him two touchdowns and like a field goal or something like that. That's fine. 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 That's fine. But if, Josh Jacobs does not play, then I'll stick with the 13 or whatever prediction that I gave. I think that they're not going to do too much tonight, in my opinion. Okay. So, but we're both in agreement that the Ravens will win. Oh, yeah. And- no, 100%. 100%. It's just hopefully they don't have no other injuries tonight because the way that's going over <laughs> there, I mean, damn. Like, I actually would not be that confident that somebody would not get hurt tonight because Very for true. me, I think it's weird. Like, when one team just gets hit with like the injury bug because I feel like it just follows them around for some reason. And it's already followed the Ravens around with how many players have had season ending injuries already. And to me, that just means that there's just like a bad energy going on over there. And I don't think that just goes away if I'm being real with you. So, okay. I think that the Ravens, if they're blowing out the Raiders early, even if they're, let's say they're up 34, let's say three, and it's halftime, right? Mm-hmm. Coming out that third quarter, Lamar Jackson should not be playing. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. They, they, they need to do everything in their power to keep Lamar Jackson as healthy as possible. I don't care. Do, like, don't take any unnecessary risks. Make sure that he knows to slide a little bit more. You know, mm-hmm. quick passes. Anything to not get him touched because it's just some bad energy that's going on. Sounds good. I agree with that. Yeah. Now, look, let's go over across the pond to the UK, bruv. All right. Let's yeah, bruv. Let's just bring it over there. You know, let's talk about the mandem in Manchester. Yeah, now, look, Cristiano Ronaldo came back to Manchester, made his debut Saturday against Newcastle, had a brace, had a big impact on the game. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was not as impressed with that Man United win as everybody else was. I get it. It's Ronaldo coming back scoring. But Man United really didn't create anything that game. And mm. all their goals came from nothing. As in, you know, Ronaldo's first goal was a tap-in off, a de- off of a deflection from the goalkeeper from um, Mason. Bad shot. Yeah, bad, bad goalkeeping. Uh, Ronaldo's second goal as well was from bad goalkeeping. I mean, he nutmegged the goalkeeper like when he shot it. Bad goalkeeping. <laughs> bad goalkeeping again. And then, you know, you also have Bruno Fernandez with an absolutely oh, nice. fantastic long-distance goal. Mm. Again, from nothing. 
And then you have Lingard that had a good strike as well, again, from nothing. So to me, Man United are just so good with the players that they have that they can create from nothing. But they didn't really do anything in terms of creating for their goals. But, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, fairy tale comeback, a brace. I don't think that Man United fans can ask for much more. So what do you think from that game? I think Lingard's goal was actually the best goal scorer that day. It was much more of a cohesive uh, attack. But anyways, for Ronaldo... You know, I, I saw some some nice movement. I saw him want to get into the game early on, and it's pretty much similar to what I've seen from recent United strikers. I'm talking about Rashford and Martial here, where they want to take the take the ball and you know carry it on and try and score. So it wasn't something that I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised to see with Ronaldo doing that. But you know, he did bring some energy. He brought some nice uh, change of pace to the game for United at the striker position. And listen, man, it was just a nice way for him to score his first two goals scoring the first two goals in that stadium was just gonna ignite the whole crowd and that's what happened but yeah it was a a nice debut for him I'm really disappointed because I don't like to see any of these rival teams do well and it looks like despite what however uh the coach Salsker may perform or call taxes this season it might not even matter because of so much talent that they possess on that squad it's ridiculous and they might actually have a chance to compete easily for the title this year because of guys like Ronaldo and the whole team as a whole. So it's it's going to be a nice thing for the United fans. Yeah, look, must be nice because as an Arsenal fan, I absolutely have nothing to be happy about right now. And yeah, I'm going to say this every time I True. pick the wrong team. I don't care. I picked the wrong team. Like I look and I and I'm man up to say it. I picked the wrong team to support and it's too late to switch because I'm already trapped. So. It is what it is. Um, yeah, you know, for everybody that does support an ambitious club, don't take that for granted because as a player, well, as a guy that does not support a, a club that has any ambition to be the best at anything, yeah. it sucks. Sucks. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, uh, you know, I mean, look, we actually do have, look, a few more minutes. I mean, look, when are we going to fire this Arteta guy? Like, I don't care that we beat Norwich. We barely won. one no. What a boring game. Yo, I didn't even watch that game. Can I be honest with you? I didn't watch the game. You can be honest, bro. You can be because honest. Because Man United, Man United played at the same time. Why the hell would I watch Arsenal versus Norwich when we're probably going to get a 1-0 boring result, which we did, when I could have watched CR7's debut with Manchester United? Come I on now. I watched the game. So, you know. Wait, so, wait. so did you watch that over the, over the uh, United game? I did because I mean mm. I didn't yeah because That's I don't a bit surprising no no it's not because I don't like watching my rivals unless it's a, it's a big game or unless we're playing them or I, I mean lose a game, but you know it was a big game I mean you know CR 7s return no 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 it it was it was but you know I, I wanted to watch my team even though we're sucking at the moment yeah. <laughs> I mean you said that you weren't gonna, I mean I remember like when the season first started you said that you weren't going to watch Arsenal. Yeah, I did say that. I, I said I wasn't going to tune was in bro. Because I was like, yo, like once the season comes, like you get excited again. And then it's just mm-hmm. like, damn, we still suck. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, and, and you're like, what's actually funny is because, um, so Complex Sports, they posted um, a picture on their Instagram yesterday. And it was like, when your team starts 0-1. Now, I kind of want to bring this back to football real quick. Okay. And it was like a little like meme picture. And well, American football, by the way. And yeah. um, the meme was like, you ever seen that movie called uh, Waterboy? Yes. Very good movie. Very funny. Uh, so like, it's like this one like guy that was like, I think it was at like, a, like it was like, a, it was at like a celebration or something. And he was like, Oh no, we suck again. And like, <laughs> yeah. and like, that was literally me with the giants. I like, I was like, damn, <laughs> we still suck. And that's me with Arsenal. So I just had to bring that up real quick. Cause I, I found that funny. Cause that was li- like, when I was, that was literally me. Literally. <laughs> I was in there like, damn, we're so trash. Yeah, but we did create a lot of chances in that game. But once again, it's Norwich, so really couldn't get too excited about that. But like you said, going to your first question, when are we going to fire this guy? I was actually hoping for us to get a draw against Norwich, so that I wanted to lose. Yeah, so so it could speed up the process, you know. Like yeah, and you know, like there's people that are going to say, "Oh, how could you want your team to lose?" Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, look, every win that this guy gets, we're not going to win the league. We're not going to finish top four or top six. So yes. it's pointless. So every win that he gets just delays the inevitable. It and does. I need this to be hurried up and processed. So, yes, I will be rooting against Arsenal every match week. Yes. Oh, yes. Unless this guy really turns it around, I need this guy out of here. He needs to be fired expeditiously. Okay, I agree with that. 
Yo, but yo, we're at the end of the show. We're at yeah, the end we of the are. show. Our mark. Look, fantastic show, bro. Um, do you have anything that you want to say before we end this off? Nah, man. Just continue to support my guy, Welcome. Continue to support MBS. Check out the websites. Uh, follow all of our socials. And we'll see you guys soon. All right. We will see you guys soon. Stay tuned for the Monday Night Football game. going to be a fantastic game. I'm very excited. And, yeah, we'll catch you guys on Wednesday. We are gone.